Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. This is to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. And uh, we are handling the book of Matthew. And uh, we've done five chapters. Today we'll complete chapter six as well. And also proceed to the next chapter. And uh, remember... Like we already said, there is no limitation to the revelation of the word of God. God will reveal his word to every single person. If you want God to reveal his word to you, he will come and he will reveal his word to you. And uh, we want to get into a time of study. We ended at verse 24 yesterday. I want us to continue with verse 25. It says, for this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life. First pause there. Do not be worried about your life. Of course, he's going to add on what issues you should not be worried about concerning your life. But let's first put a pause there. Do not be worried about your life. Life brings so many things to us. Life hits us in all ways. Yeah? Sometimes you're questioning God. You're saying, why me? Why is it that I'm the one who has such a life? Why is it I'm the one who's not succeeding? How come I'm the one who is stranded? I don't have any progress I'm showing. Yeah, years are going. I'm not uh, having my own family. Yeah, why is it that my life looks like this? Everybody is getting promoted, but don't be. Jesus says here, and he's talking to his disciples, which is you and me. And he's saying, do not be worried about your life. Do not be worried about the things that seem like they're not happening in your life. And it goes on and says, now he brings the specifics of what he's talking about here. He says, as to what you will eat, all what you will drink. Now he gets specific on the uh, issue that he's talking about here. Do not be worried about what you will eat, all what you will drink, Know for your body as to what you put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And that is a question that goes out to us. Is not life more than food yeah, and the body more than clothing? There is somebody who has all the food in this world, but they won't be living tomorrow. There is somebody who has all the clothes in this world. They have closets filled with clothes of all types, expensive. Hmm? But they are struggling to keep their life. And it doesn't matter what which hospital they've taken them to, they are struggling to keep their life. And Jesus here is saying, is life not more worth? Yeah, worth more than a suit. Is life not worth more than that dress that you feel? That if you're not dressed like that, then they're not going to uh, put you in the category of those who have succeeded. If you have life, that is success in its own. 
And Jesus here is telling us, do not worry about those things. Do not worry about when you're talking about what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll clothe. Those are necessities of life. Yeah? And that's a fact that there are necessities you require, that you need. But Jesus here comes out and says, do not worry about them. Do not worry about those necessities of life. Because it's those that make us start not to appreciate what God has done for us. That you can get up and walk every morning. That you can get out of your house every morning and you get out and work. That's a blessing in itself. And when we lack these necessities, like food, like drink, like clothes, yeah, this is just examples of a few that he's talking about here. We feel like our life is useless. But Jesus says, it's worth more than that. And even adds on, which is most key about the scripture, that do not worry about the necessities of life. Do not lose sleep over necessities of life. Because, it goes on in verse 26, look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into bands, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. (laughs) They have never planted a, a, a garden. They have not gone out there to dig, because they can't do that anyway. And that is something that is key to us to understand that it is by grace that you survive. These birds of the air, they wake up, and the Bible tells us that the Heavenly Father feeds them. He feeds them. They wake up, they don't have a garden to go to, but they are sure they will eat. Why? Because the Heavenly Father feeds them. They wake up, and there is nothing that they are going to go out there and say, we planted uh, beans here, so we are going to eat. But the Heavenly Father feeds them. He knows that they have to eat, and he has provided. And that's the same thing that Jesus is telling his followers here. He's saying, you wake up in the morning, and you're not sure where the man is going to come from. Do not worry, because are you not worth much more than they, than than the birds? Because for you, God created you in his own image. The birds, he didn't create in his own image, but he feeds them daily. How about you? His son, his child, created in his own image. Does God don't think about you? And sometimes we, we, we get into thought patterns of, does God recognize me? Does God have a plan for me? Does God think good of me? If he's thinking good for the birds of the air, how about you? How about you created in his own image? How about you who worships him day and night? How about you who goes out and speaks of his goodness? How about you who's always out there talking about how loving God is? He cares about you. And just like he feeds the birds of the air, he will feed you. He will provide for you. And do not lose hope, he says. And who of you being worried can add a single hour to his life. I'm worried that I don't have what to eat. 
with all that worry can you stop or can you stop death uh, that's that's the implication here that even what you're worrying about does not matter because it's god who determines that you live we've seen people who have spent days you get you 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 will see them online and they send you a photo of somebody who has not eaten for a very long period periods that are even quite uh outrageous that normally they would consider that person dead if they've not eaten or, or drunk anything in that period and they've survived and they are alive reason it is god who determines it's god who knows that time it's god who's got that picture for you he knows that you will survive so when you worry about things and it's not just about food but about the affairs of life when you worry about them what are you changing and that i learned personally to know that if i can't do anything about it just leave it because whether you worry about it or not what are you going to change there's nothing you can change and jesus here says that if you worry can you add even a single hour to your life you cannot because it's god who does that it's it's practically telling you submit everything to god leave everything to god do not strain your 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 life by worrying i know it's hard not to worry and by the way it is it's very hard not to get into that context of worry but the beauty is we have reference of scripture that when worry is trying to get in into you and uh cover you you have reference point you go to the lord you consider him and you say my god help me do not let this overcome me philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god do not worry about issues when worry comes how do you take the worry away by prayer by supplication by thanksgiving and you let that request that is causing the worry be made to god already he knows it but you make it known to him that's how we fight worry and i don't know somebody who is out there and you're worried you're worried about something you're worried about your job you're not sure if today you will have a job first peter 5:7 says casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you cast all that worry on him get all that worry and hand it over to the master because he cares for you somebody is out there worried about your marriage cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you you give it to him that's how we fight worry in prayer in supplication in thanksgiving and he says and why are you worried about clothing observe how the lilies of the field grow they do not toil nor do they spin Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. He's saying, you look at the lilies in the field. 
and they are beautiful. And you look at an entire field all spread out, beautiful with these lilies, all colors. And Jesus is saying here that they do not work for that. No, everything finds them there. The rain will find them there. The light will find them there. The sun will heat on them there. And they will come out looking beautiful. Doing nothing. They did not do anything about that. And he says, Solomon, that's a, one of the greatest kings of Israel that has ever lived, the wealthiest that we know. He could determine what to put on. He would wear all, I think by then, in that time, of course, linen and purple, those were the, the most, uh, uh, the wealthiest of clothing that they had. That is what Solomon would put on. And I believe he had the top fashion designers in the world. They are the ones that would bring or make his clothes. He would get clothes from all the corners of the world. If you are the top in the world, you would make clothes for Solomon. So, in all the glory Jesus says of Solomon and how he looked like, he never even matched any of the lilies of the field. He never matched any of them. He didn't. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much clothe you? And he adds this word, you of little faith. He's saying, if God can take care of the lilies, how about you? Clothed in his image, created in the image of God, will he not care about you? Will he not care about you? And, I know here we, we are talking the necessities, just the normal necessities of clothes. But there are affairs in our lives that we need to hand to God. We need to leave it to God. Because God cares. If you ever forget anything, never forget the fact that you are created in the image of God. And God has great concern about you. And God cares for you. Casting all your burdens unto him for he cares for you. If he cares for the things that do not have the life that you have. Because when he's talking about the grass of the field here, as beautiful as it looks, if they want to build something in that place, they'll just bring a tractor and grade everything. Gather the weed and throw it in the fire. Gather all the grass that has been cut and throw it in the fire. So they looked beautiful yesterday, but today they are gone for you. There is something within you. There's a treasure within you. You don't like the grass of the field. If God cares for the grass, he cares for you most certainly because you are his child. And I want to talk to somebody today who feels hopeless, who feels like the Lord has forgotten you, who feels like it doesn't matter anymore, and you're not even living a reckless life. You're, you're living a life of recklessness. You've started to engage in behavior that is reckless, you are thinking about leaving the confines of God. You are thinking about doing things that don't give glory to God because you feel you're tired, because you feel God does not care. If God cares for the lilies, if God cares for the birds of the air, he most certainly cares about you. Sometimes the question may arise, okay, for how long is it going to take? Why is he taking so long? Why am I not getting the result today? How come it's taking ages? My life is 
going so fast and I'm not getting anything. My peers are way ahead of me and I'm not getting, I'm not showing results. You know, there are all those sorts of insecurities and you're looking at the people you studied with. These guys are driving good cars. They're having good jobs and you're wondering what is wrong with me. They're probably having good families. They have married, they have children and for you, you've not achieved that yet. And that is the worry. And that is what's causing you to not to sleep at night because of the comparison. God has his times and seasons for every single body. For every single body. And God in his provisions, still there will be times and seasons. When the lilies are coming out in the ground and they're going to put on that beautiful uh, array that they have, it's not... It doesn't come on the same day. No. There are processes of growth, even for the plants in the field. They will grow, and at a certain point, the flower will come out. Sometimes it will even come out at a slow pace. The way it will look a month after it came out won't be the same that it looked earlier. There is a process, and there may be somebody out there, and God is going through a process with you. Appreciate the process. It's key to appreciate the process. There are some people who get instant success. Just like that, the, the guy is rich. Just like that. And by the way, sometimes we even had, uh, have this excitement and uh, uh, we have the desire to be like them, but we do not know what they have done. Appreciate the process that God is leading you through because he knows where he is taking you. And sometimes it may take long, but when that season comes, when your time comes, nobody is going to stop it. When your time to succeed comes, nobody is going to stop it because God has good plans for you. God does care for you. God has interest, high interest in you. And when he comes out here to say, you of little faith, <laughs> we, we, we might be part of, we might be part of those, but this is a statement he, he, Jesus used a lot, even in chapter 14, when we'll get there, he, he tells, he goes ahead and speaks to you of little faith. Why do you doubt? Why do you doubt? Why do you have doubt? Yeah, he was talking to his disciples then. And we doubt lots of things in life. And we might be considered of little faith. But it's time for you and me to trust in the Lord. That's all the faith we need. To trust in the Lord and give it to him. God in his season, he will come and he will bless you. God in the right time, there is nothing that can stop it. If it is the time for you to succeed, you are going to succeed. And here, do not worry then, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He's giving comparison and saying, 
when you start to worry about these things, you're now just like the Gentiles. When you start to worry about provisions, you're just like the Gentiles. For them, they don't have confidence in the provisions of God because they do not believe in him anyway. But you, you have somebody, the one who gives, the one who dresses the lilies, the field, the one who feeds the birds of the air. For you, you have him, your closest ally. You've got him with you. You even have him within you. You walk with him. Holy Spirit who is with you. So when you start to worry about the things and the issues of life, then it's like you're putting yourself at the same level with those who don't believe in God. That's what he's saying here. That's what the Gentiles do. They seek all those things and they will go out and do all things, all sorts of things, all cruelty, all evil to make sure that they will have what to eat, what to drink, and what to wear. And those are the things that the world uh, always points out and demands and say, and everybody's out there doing whatever, and trying to say that I have to eat, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out and cheat because I have to eat, I have to drink, I have to look good. I have to dress in a way that is going to uh, make people fear and respect me, that I'm great, that I have achieved in life. So they will go out and do all those sorts of things. And Jesus is saying, you're not like them. You are not like them. Yours is different. Your path is different. The way you do things is different. I am the one who will give you that success. And God, we pray that you help us wait for these seasons. And for those that have even waited for long, we pray that, mighty Father, you may come and respond to that period of wait. And I pray that whatever you've been waiting for, whatever you have been hoping for, and you've even lost hope at one point, saying God does not care about me, I pray that God brings it to you in this season. Because God will provide all your needs. God will provide for you. He will consider you he will consider you. The, the Bible tells us to let our requests be made known to God. Just make your requests be known to God through prayer. And wait on him. Because he will provide. So, you are not like the Gentile. Because when it's time to pray, they do not even have anyone they know that they can pray to. But for you, you can go in your room and you have a moment And you know I'm talking to my God and I'm making requests known to him. And he will give them to me in any form. Sometimes the way the Lord responds is amazing through people. And that which you've waited for, God provides it through a person. God answers prayer in all forms. Yeah, You get a job in a place you didn't expect to get it. Where everybody says you need connections to get a job. God comes out and says I'm going to give you this job. And you're going to enter that interview room you do not know anybody but i'll put my words in your mouth i'll give you enough grace that whatever you say shall please those on the panel and you'll get the job even if you don't know anybody and we live in a world today where nobody can believe you when you tell them you got a job without knowing anybody in the organization or on the interview panel that's what god does If it is your time and season, God will give it to you. It doesn't matter how many people have applied for the job and they are even probably relatives to those who are giving the job. If God says that is yours, it will be 
yours. Nobody can stop it if it is your time. Nobody can stop it if it is your season. It is God who determines this. And he, he says here, which is very key, verse 33, but seek first, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, the money, the wealth, the food, the clothing, the prosperity, the family, the, the whatever you are hoping for, the dreams, the land that you want to buy, the houses that you want to build, yeah, the things you've got in your vision that you want to do, it will come. It will be, actually it will just be added to you. Yeah. And when something is added to you, there is not so much strain to it. It comes with ease. But there's something you've got to do first. You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom of God, that which Jesus brings, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I know you might come out and say, okay, how many people out there and they're succeeding, yet they are not Christians, they've not accepted Christ. No, you don't give yourself comparison to those because that which God blesses you with is much more of value than that which they carry. That, that which you have is much more blessed for generations than that which they carry. And he says here, seek first my kingdom and seek that righteousness. Correct your life. That's a cry that we have to correct our lives. That path of life. The life of sin. Seek a life of righteousness. Replace evil with good. Replace hate with love. Replace whatever heart that you've carried that does not wish the best for others and replace it for good. With good. Seek first the righteousness. And I know we are not, and we cannot come out and say we are all righteous. We do no evil. Yeah, sometimes we fall. But what is the effort that I make to get back up? When I fall, do I take it in glory and say, ah, me, I failed in that angle. I, I, I failed in that area of life. No, I have nothing to do about it. All you will actually fight and do your best to be the best, to seek that righteousness. And there are lots of things we want to do in life. But it is going to be so easy for us to achieve them if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and success will come to your life. These things will just be additions to your life. And it is, there is a reason why this scripture is brought in the context when God is talking about food, when he's talking about drink, when he's talking about clothing, when he's talking about provisions of life. He's saying, you seek me and the rest shall come. And that we have proof that when we do for God, he does for us. And I'm here to encourage somebody today. 
Look to the things of God. Look to the things of God. Look to the 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 issues of God. And as this closes this chapter, remember, he was talking about the acts of righteousness, the giving. Give. <laughs> Give to those in need. And all these things shall be added to you. Pray. And all these things shall be added to you. Fast. And all these things shall be added to you. Do not worry. Do not worry. And all these things shall be added to you. It's all in one chapter. And it's it encompasses everything there. But may God help us to walk with him. And not just to walk with him so that people see, but genuine. That you know from the depth of your heart that I am living for God. And nobody can witness that about, apart from God himself. He's the only one who knows. And he's the only one who is out there and watching everything that you're doing. He knows. And I pray and ask you to always adhere to God and do his will. And the last uh, verse here says, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That word, each day has enough trouble of its own, just brings it clearer to us that in every day there is a fight. In every day there is something to overcome. In each and every day that comes, there are obstacles you might face, but God is with you, you will overcome them. So, even worrying about tomorrow does not matter. Even worrying about what is coming next week does not matter. Next year does not matter. Today, just today, has its worries that you've got to overcome, that you've got to go through. And it is only God who is going to help you go through them. So, worry, as far as Jesus is talking about here, yes, there are many things, but do not worry about them. It does not make sense to worry about what is going to come tomorrow. There is so much evil for that day that you're going to experience. They, when you're out there and you're doing whatever you have to do through the day, there's so much evil you're going to experience. People who are going to speak rudely at you. That there's so much that you're going to go through. So, do not worry about it. Leave it to God. Leave it to God. If worry is there, then God is also there. And He will help you. And He will see you through. And we pray, Mighty Father, that you help us as your children. That you stand with us as your children. Lord, help us to do the things that honor you. Help us to do the things that give glory to you. Help us to do those things, Lord of heaven. Those acts of righteousness that we've studied through this chapter. That we may be your children who are worthy of your call. We exalt you and give you glory and honor. In Jesus' my name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the world of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, BibleInDepth.com.